following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Newey Scruggs. Good people, good people, good people. Welcome to the Players' Lounge. It's 1230 on this beautiful Monday. Not really a victory Monday. You know, we didn't get the W in uh, Kansas City like uh, two of my co-hosts thought we would. But... If you're used to hearing Nui's voice, Nui is on assignment right now, so he's out. So it's just your average box safety, Barry Church, hosting today. I'm with the ultimate survivor, Danny McRae, and the ultimate winner of bets. Well, you know, I, <laughs> I, I guess, ult- you know, I guess. I am the ultimate winner of bets. You are the, I'll give you that. Thank I'll give you that. You up what? Like, we, like, did, we did not bet on the game. You did. You right. You right. We game. did not bet. You I'm know. up. You ain't beat me in the bet. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If we would have, I would have came away with the W. But... I didn't. So, you know what? Let's just dive straight into this thing right now. Can- or, uh, the Cowboys went up to Kansas City, Arrowhead Stadium, 325, game of the week on Fox. We had Troy. We had Joe Buck in there. I mean, it, it was hype. It was hype. Everybody was hyping it up. They felt like this would be the game of the year going into this game. We thought it was going to be a shootout. Bang, 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 back and forth. But it didn't happen that way, McCray. What was your thoughts on uh, on Sunday's game? Well, let, let me clear it up because, Barry, I did not I'm think just it, saying. I did, I, I did not think it was going to be a shootout. I thought our defense was going to play well and hold them to 24 points, which in the NFL game, is is that that's, that's, a, good, well. that's a good point total. Well. We held them to 19, but our 19. offense did not get off the bus. Nah, the offense got left back here in Frisco, Texas. <laughs> we could not get it rolling. We suffered more injuries in the game. We Man. had C.D. Lamb go out uh, somewhere around the second half. We couldn't get our O-line to figure out how how to block mm. anyone at that point. Mm. The noise was getting to us at the uh, yeah, at the was. stadium where our real. communication was off. Uh, so, man, just all around offensively, it was just yeah. a bad performance by us. But yeah. mm-hmm. bright spot. Okay. You text me early in the in the game because you thought. What, what did I say? What did you I say? said I, I said top ten defense. You was oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I said stop it. I said stop. Yeah, yeah. I did. Okay, okay. And I'm like, you you just watch. You just watch. And if you if listen, the defense kept us in that game. They did because I'll give you that. there were so many times where I was like, all right, man, we stopped them this many times. It was like five straight times that we had I think stopped. It was them. five or six straight drives. Yeah. And uh, I was like, man, but one of these, if we don't score some like offensive points, the next one is going to be twenty three. It is going to yeah. be twenty. It is going to look like the defense played horrible, mm-hmm. but they kept fighting. They did. And I'll they, that. Even even when the t- uh, offense would give them the ball in in, in, in our own territory of, with horrible field position, they figured out a way to stop them, bend but don't break, and make them kick field goals. Michael Parsons had another hell of a game. Oh my God. Yeah, we're gonna get on him a little bit later. That boy <laughs> uh, is unbelievable. But I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm still really excited about our defense. Um, I'm not gonna take everything away from the offense. We will get into the mm-hmm. injuries and, mm-hmm. and how hard it is to come back from some of the stuff that we had to deal with. But at the end of the day. There's still a way for us to win that game. Yeah, we had we had an opportunity. We definitely had an opportunity, like you said. Um, this game was hyped up. I was talking about earlier. This game was hyped up from the jump. It was Dak Prescott. You know, is he in that elite quarterback conversation? And then you got Mahomes on the other side, who everybody considers him, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. So these two guys going at it for the first time in their careers. You know, Mahomes being a Texas boy. So this game was hyped up. 
I, in my opinion, it didn't live up to that hype. You know, I thought it was going to come out here. Shots were going to be fired back and forth. Big plays here and there. Tyree getting getting loose on our defense. But that never happened. That never happened. And I'll, I'll give you credit for that. The defense played its butt off. They kept this, this high-powered Kansas City offense pretty much in check. Like you called it, it was a bend-but-don't-break style of defense. When they got into the red zone, they were able to hold Kansas City to field goals. And I think they had, what, like three or four field goals Yeah, it was two touchdowns, two field goals, I believe. Yeah, missed two, extra yep. points. Exactly. And, and early on, early on in that game, those first three drives, I was like, oh, here we go. DQ just had to figure it out. That's it? He just, he just needed had, a little adjustment? He just had to it? figure it out. You saw him running the ball a little bit. They were completing some passes. Mm-hmm. And then it was like that wake up of like, okay, we see what they're trying to do. I liken it to like how Floyd Mayweather is in the beginning, right? Uh, usually he get out there in the first couple rounds, you're like, oh, we don't know. We're, we're not sure what's, what's going, going on, on with Floyd. No and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you just pick it up and you saw it, man. We started getting pressure. The de- defensive backs were locking down. Mm-hmm. They were playing some really good football, which is the most disappointing part about it because you say, man, if your defense goes out there and holds Kansas City to 19, you should be able to at least be in the game. Especially with the offense we got. (laughs) We could could not find a way to get in the game. And Mm -hmm. I think this was like the, so it was like the Mahomes versus Dak thing, right? Yeah. But this was the Mahomes. If, if, this was like last year when we saw Mahomes in the Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. his offensive line did yeah. not have all didn't their pieces, and they all. didn't play well. Mm-hmm. And you say he's still Pat Mahomes. Yeah. I say he's still Dak Prescott. Yeah, he's but Prescottian. That offensive line, we just they struggled, and that was I think that's yeah. the most they've struggled all year. That was that was that. a bad outing for for our offensive line. Well, well, let's just dive straight into it then. I mean, we we talked about the game a little bit, but let's focus on that offensive side of the ball. Let's focus on specifically that offensive line. I mean, we going in here, you know, this week, you know, the Cowboys are like, all right, we got to find a new solution at left guard. Connor Williams, you know, he struggled a lot when going against the bull rush, and he was the most penalized player. I'm not – if it's either in the NFL or in, on the Cowboys He's for high. sure. He's, He's He's getting a lot of penalties, so they decided to make the move. Let's put, you know, McGovern in there. Let's see what he got. He's done some fullback work in the, in, uh, for this offense, but let's see if he can go in there and establish that left guard position. Let's get it down pat. So they put him in there. They think they got their best five out there. You know, Tyron Smith didn't go, so we got uh, Steele on the left side, and then we got Collins on the right side. The offensive line struggled. What was your thoughts on that? I'm just listen. I'm just I'm, I'm just gonna go back to this, okay? Because I've been saying this for a while, okay? If you go back over the last three to four years, mm-hmm. okay, the the most evident um, thing when Ty, when uh, when we're missing a player mm-hmm. is that when we're missing Tyron Smith, yes, the game looks totally. Different. It like does. every time he's out for an extended period of time, we do not look like a team that can beat anyone Mm-mm. offensively, Mm-mm. right? I, I went back to Atlanta mm-hmm. a few years ago when Claiborne came out and, and he had six sacks, right? And then you, you, you watched last year, right? Tyron Smith's out, mm-hmm. Lael's out too, but Tyron Smith is the guy. He's out. All of a sudden, every, everything's different. Yeah. Oh, without this, a doubt. This year, now he's out two games. One, we, you know, we, we hold up okay. This one, it was it was bad, and then you throw in a new guy, oh, <laughs> right right next to Terrence Steele when you put him oh. on the left side, oh. and you saw you saw plays where the communication was so off that Steele couldn't even hear the snap count. He didn't even know the mm-hmm. ball was snapped, and he's getting beat, beat off the edge, right? So I think 
I'm, I'm going to go back to this. Okay? okay, I do think still at the right is still our best option, yeah. and then you yeah. and you put Leo at the left and give him some help. Okay, okay. at least you have uh, was it McGovern over there mm-hmm. with with the veteran player. Maybe they're able to play a little better. But if you you have to shore up at least one side of your offensive Got line, some. you cannot have leakage on both. And no. what we know is if you put Terrence still on the right, based off what we've seen this year past, from him, yeah, yeah. he will be able to hold up on the right side. So at least you could depend on one thing, right? Mm-hmm. You could depend on the sprint out. You could depend depend on some passes to whatever. You can find a way to work with that. But when you have both both edges under attack and the middle under attack, you got that. no chance. Yeah, you got you got no chance. And, and I'm with you on this one. I mean, look, everybody on that offensive line struggled. Everybody. I mean, I'm, even Zach Martin. He got, he got worked a little bit as well. So that, to me, is a little worrisome. Because, you know, it, at least if everybody else, you know, fails, we got Zach Martin in there. He, he played his butt off. And he had a pretty good game. But he Chris gave up one. He, he gave, gave up one. one. But Chris Jones. Chris Jones he had, oh, he had a game. on that defensive line, I'm talking about this guy went ham on anybody. Everybody could have got some. He gave it to Beata. She gave it to, to um, McGovern. He gave it to Steele on the outside. And then he said, you know what? I know this guy's going to the Hall of Fame. I know he's probably the best guard <laughs> in the National Football League. But I'm feeling myself. I'm on fire right now. He can get it, too. So he went over top of Zach Martin, gave him a one-two step, slapped him on by. Zach Martin's head was all in the dirt, and he went and sacked Dak Prescott. So to me, Jones, Chris Jones, I mean, he played a hell of a game. He was just one of the most game-wrecking performances I've seen in a while since Ndamukong Sue played at Nebraska, and he took over that Big 12 championship. I mean, this was – because he also tipped the ball that led to the game-sealing interception. So this guy was unstoppable. But overall, this offensive line, it got me worried because – we don't know when Ty Smith is going to get back. I mean, I, I you know, I got to concede to you. You, you. you called it from the beginning. You said, you know what, this guy, you know, he, he says he's back to form, and I was believing it. But we just don't know. With burns, uh, bone spurs, all that stuff, I've never had that type of injury, so I don't know how long that's going to last. But we're on a short week. We're on a short week against the Raiders, and I don't know if he's going to be able to play against them. We know we, don't, we won't have Amari Cooper because of the COVID protocols for unvaccinated people. He probably won't be back in time. But to me, the more significant injury was that Tyron Smith because that offensive line to me seemed like it fell apart. Well, I mean, look, and, and this is gonna this is gonna sound like I'm going back to the draft and all yeah. that. I love listen because you say game game wrecking performances. Yeah. On the opposite side, Michael Parsons had a game wrecking. Yeah, performance. Yeah, okay? he did his thing. So he did him, his thing. Him like and, and they Chris and Chris, is it Chris Jones. Yeah, Chris they, Jones. They yeah. went out there, bro, and and they really were like battling against each other to see who could have who could have the biggest impact defensively, forth. right? Mm-hmm. And they both were, were shutting it down. Um, but when you when you get to Tyron Smith and versus drafting Michael Parsons. Mm-hmm. All Right, I love I love Michael Parsons. Do, like, do not I'm not taking anything away from Michael Parsons. But you see, no matter how good Michael Parsons plays, if we're missing a Tyron <laughs> Smith on our offensive line, it does not matter. And, and, and the point is, when you when you watch the Seattle game, it don't matter who was out there against Seattle. Yep. Ty, when Tyron Smith was out, you could have had a, a Pro Bowl roster. And missing Tyron Smith, then Claiborne would have went out there and wrecked the game. He would have. Our game was wrecked. And it wasn't just a left tackle mm-hmm. position, but that just messes up the whole flow. The one position that you need to trust is your left tackle position. Yes, the blind side. And we, and we did not have that. And That's it, why and Ty it was, Smith get paid so and much. It was, and it was evident. So, like I said, I love Michael Parsons. But when I'm looking at our left tackle mm-hmm. position, or actually our O-line as a whole, but our left tackle where Tyron Smith is at, 
we 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 have to have some some consistency there, some some dependability of the fact that you're going to be able to play the entire season. You right, and about we that? have not seen it in years. We, and it's, until we until we find it, you're always going to go into each week wondering which 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 week is it going to be that yeah. Tyrus Smith is not going to be able to play. You get into a playoff run all of a sudden, and he's out three weeks. Yeah, well, you, you only got it, one it, for it, sure. Yeah. Ain't, this ain't basketball. You ain't got <laughs> yeah. a game seven or you nothing only, like you, that. You only got one for sure. So it's yeah, it, it, it's 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 worrisome. It, it is worrisome. Okay, so let me. We're going to stay on this O-line for a little bit. The, the crowd noise in Arrowhead. I played there twice. It gets loud. I took two L's both both times playing in Arrowhead. It gets loud. Do you think that had a little bit to do with the offensive line struggles? I mean, I know we got a young guy at center with Beatish. He's supposed to be out there making all the calls and making sure the offensive line's on the same page. And for the most part this season, I'm not saying his play has been stellar, but the communication along the offensive line, it's been okay. It's been all right. It ain't Travis Frederick, but right. it's been all right. Do you think that played a little bit into the struggles of the offensive line yesterday? Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's something that you really can't simulate, right? Yeah. We used to try to put all the noise all out in practice yeah. and stuff. <laughs> but then when you when you go through and you're playing home games or you're playing uh, in Minnesota, I'm, it's not as loud as Arrowhead. Nah. There, there are people who say, hey, man, it's Arrowhead and it's the Seattle Seahawks Stadium, That's right, it. who are the two loudest. <laughs> and it was evident not only for the offensive line, this was for Dak talking to the receivers yeah. outside. You see plays where Dalton Schultz has no idea. what He's like, man, well, what are we talking about here? The Zeke is out there running the wrong play on yep. one of the screen routes. So there was the communication thing because of the crowd noise and then also because of the situation, mm-hmm. I think it affected us. I yeah. think that's something that we are going to have to work on because if we continue to slide and we do be and we in the playoffs, game. it's going to be a away game at Lambeau. Which is no quiet place. It's not at all, especially no playoff place. season come around. And and you know, my thoughts on, the, on that crowd noise – it, I mean, and I'm not sure you can do this because, you know, in college they got the whole clap system and the silent count and all that good stuff. I'm not quite sure you can pull that off in the mm-hmm. NFL, you know, because there's so much communication going on. I mean, it's, do you think a silent count or something would have helped a little bit better? Because I mean, I'm just not sure we could have pulled that off, being as though there's so much communication when you're talking about an NFL offense. Oh, man, that's, that's credit to was Spagnola. Yeah, I mean, they came out there. They ran zero. They did some nickel blitzes. Yeah, it was you never knew where it was from, and and, and like. Their defense is a perfect example of what the coaches used to try to get us to do as far as disguise. You never know where Tyron yeah. Matthews is going to be at. Yeah. Sometimes he's lined up in the A-gap, and then in the middle of the cadence, you see him drop back to uh, to, to, yeah. to deep middle. Yeah. And then sometimes they line up in a zero look, and then they drop out. So it, it, it will be hard for them to go on a, on a silent count without having to make that communication when you're seeing things switch so quickly. So you have to say, hey, man, hey, we need to make sure that we're here to block this up, right? So yeah. and we got to point it out to say it. And I think sometimes we got stuck on trying to do that with the offensive line because you got some new guys in there yeah, playing new, new positions, mm-hmm. right? So I think all that kind of just went into this 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 down this downfall of yeah, the offensive was, line this game. It was yeah, it was, it, was it, it really was what what cost us the game. Yeah, because to, to me, I know the Broncos situation was bad. The Broncos game, I mean, you know, they, they caught us sleepwalking. You know, Dak was kind of running for his life in that situation. But to me, yesterday just felt a little bit different because it was like everybody was getting beat along, along the offensive line. And it, and it wasn't just, you know, getting beat as far as sacks concerned. They were stuffing our run. Our run. And I'm surprised. That's where I got to, you know, I asked you this as well. But I was surprised that Kellen Moore went away from the run so quickly. I think Zeke only had maybe nine nine, nine carries. Nine. Tony Pollard had maybe seven. And like, and you're in the game. It's not like the Chiefs were blowing us out, and we had to catch up with the pass. We were, we were right there. The, the majority part of the game, we were right there. I just feel like 
we abandoned the run game too quickly. I mean, it wasn't like Zeke was just getting out, just getting smashed. I mean, he was getting three yards in a cloud of dust. But we saw as the, as, the, as the game goes on, that starts to wear defense down. And we just didn't keep them off balance enough. They knew what we were going to. We were passing the ball. So they were playing coverage as far as defense. I just feel like we got away from the run too fast. I, what did you think about that? There, there are a few things that I did not like about us going away from the run. And this has been from the beginning of the season, right? Because I'm a firm believer of if you don't establish your team as being able to run the ball at the Mm -hmm. beginning of the season, then it's something that you're not going to be able to say, we're going to lean on this one this time, like when we go through a situation like we went through Mm -hmm. yesterday, right? So, uh, So the confidence is saying, all right, look, pass game ain't working. Offensive line is struggling. Let's reestablish our run game. Mm-hmm. It, wa- it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And I also think that this was a lack of, of confidence in our ability as a defense to stop Kansas City. Because yeah. it, it felt like it was like, this is our last chance. Yeah, this gotta, is our last we chance. Gotta yeah, we got to put something yeah. on the board because if we don't, then all of a sudden they're going to stretch this game out. And you're watching the game, you say, no, the defense is balling. They were. Okay? Keep them off the field a little bit. How about that? Run yeah. the ball. Run the ball. Give them a break. Change the f- Play the field position game. Mm-hmm. And I'm we we got a ninety million dollar run. We will continue to ninety million dollar <laughs> running back. We got Tony Pollard back there, yep. and we cannot find out a way to get Zeke twenty carry. Last week was a Zeke twenty carry. I mean, last uh, yesterday was mm-hmm. a Zeke twenty carry game. Doubt, That's a that twenty one. carry game. Force them to change the field position. Our defense is playing good. Help them out mm-hmm. by putting them on the one like they did us it. with that uh, with the little push <laughs> kick at the end of the game. You see, my make boy them, hit that. Oh, make them go ninety nine. I think if we don't find a way to establish a running game. Mm-hmm. There is no deep playoff run for us because we have not seen a game where we've been able to adjust mm-hmm. once 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 you once they uh the, the defense is not on the heels, right? Because yeah. Kellen Moore is great at getting the defense on the heels. Yeah. But what happens when you're figured out? You have to have something to lean on. Got to. And usually it's the run game. You gotta go in your wheelhouse. <laughs> and uh we 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 haven't. We we start to depend on the uh, Tampa Bay quick mm-hmm. screens and, oh, yeah, and, that, and that Brady the, the, look. The, the other version of the run game by throwing it out. And that stuff doesn't work, man. You have to help your O line out by getting them getting them ready. Move the offensive, move the uh, line of scrimmage. And mm-hmm. we, we didn't do that yesterday. Because not only will the run game, you know, help the defense stay off the field, but that's when, you know, the, the Cowboys are at their peak powers. When they're at the best of their abilities offensively, we're extremely balanced. You know, we got a heavy run attack, heavy pass attack. It's kind of like we make the defense pick their poison out there. And yesterday I felt like Kellen in this offense kind of just, you know, I don't want to say dismissed the run game, but just kind of went away from it extremely too fast. So, shots out to Spagnuolo and that defense over there. They you know they held him in check for the most part. And uh, this might be the first game. You know, Kellen Moore might get all coached. Well, one more because okay. this is what's this is perplexing, <laughs> perplexing, <laughs> perplexing about us not going to the run game. Okay, you're out there without Amari Cooper. Yeah, and then you lose C.D. Lamb. Mm. The only two people who should be touching the ball at this point is Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Because one, one, you see your receivers going; they're struggling out there. The yeah. guys, Noah Brown, come out there, etc. Yeah. They, they're coming out there and they're struggling. Mm-hmm. Help them out, man. Yeah. Help them out, and then open up the boot game, right? <laughs> no action. No, there was no. I didn't even see that. Seen a lot of boots yesterday. <laughs> there was, there was none. Well, of that. if you don't establish the run, you can't do it. Can't you do can't it. do that. Dalton Schultz is our leading receiver yesterday. Yeah, and that, and that shouldn't happen. <laughs> and, it, and you know, also with the, it helps your offensive line too, because instead of just pass blocking the whole time, kicking back and letting the defense take their anger out on you. If you establish that run game, you give an opportunity for guys like McGovern, Terrence Steele, Beatis, who are struggling, to go ahead and put some aggression out, get some get some confidence about the game, and go out there and impose your will on that defensive line. We didn't do that, so 
it's just it's, it's a strike for my boy right there, Kellen. He's usually he's been in his bag, but yesterday I think you know Spagnola got the better of him. But two, two out of the last three, I don't know about the bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his bag a little empty right now. But all right, look, we're gonna take our first break. It's twelve fifty. Uh, we're in our SWBC studios. This is the Players Lounge. When we get back, we're gonna talk a little bit about Dak. Just seeing. How his game went. I mean, we know it wasn't the most successful game for him, but we're going to talk about his performance and our thoughts on that. So uh, catch you guys when we get back. This is uh, Barry Church and Danny McCray, the Ultimate Survivor. This is the Players' Lounge. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. <laughs> and if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem like me. Not available in every state based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Back to the Players' Lounge. Give the gift of the Cowboys this season with the Dallas Cowboys United membership presented by Globe Life. It's the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Membership started just $20 and included an exclusive fan pack and VIP member experiences. Tis the season. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash Academy United to get yours today. Mm. Bar is set extremely high. I didn't know, Nui, when you get back, Nui, if you listen, when you get back and you got these reads, just know, man, we, we playing at a high level right now. But let's get back to this Cowboys game, man. Let, let's get back to it. We got to take our medicine. So, look, I mean, two of the last three games, Broncos, Atlanta, and now Kansas City. Two of the last three, which I'm saying Broncos and Kansas City, Dak Prescott has not been his usual that we've seen so far this season. I mean, usually he's extremely efficient. He gets the ball out well. His his pass placement to the wide receivers is amazing. He's making great decisions out there. But 
two of these last three has been a little shaky. Now, with the Broncos, you know, I'm, I'm going to chalk that up to being rusty a little bit. You know, he was injured that calf. was two weeks out. You know, it was his first game back from that injury. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going to chalk that up to a little bit of rust. But this game coming up, or this game that we just played, I understand he didn't have, you know, Amari Cooper out there. But for the first half, he had C.D. Lamb. He still has Sam Wilson, who, who was balling um, this season so far. He had Gallup, who last week against Atlanta looked like he was fresh and ready to come back and ball and take over his responsibilities. He still has Zeke back there. What was your thoughts on Dak's performance against this Kansas City defense, who we knew going into the game wasn't the best defense overall? Yeah, I, listen, uh, I, I will say this about Kansas City's defense: I think their last four they were giving up like twelve points a game. Yeah, All right, yeah. so they, Hitchens. They, so yeah, so 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 they have been playing better. I think. Um, uh, so let, let me go back to where you said it was a rust thing with with the Denver yeah. Broncos. Not not buying it. Okay. Not buying it. Okay. He, he, had, all right. all, he had off game. Okay. He had off all game right. against the Broncos. Everybody had an off game. Uh, we seen him be out more more time than that and come back and look fresh. All yeah. right. Uh, Tampa game. All yeah. right. Yeah, came, out, right. came out. Look fresh. Um, so yeah, I don't. <laughs> when I'm looking at the Kansas City game. Uh, I, I think we've seen over the last few weeks his deep ball has been off sometimes. It has. It has it's been a little off. rocky. You know, I seen. I, I can remember a few to CD Lamb where he's overthrowing them. Him and Michael Gallup usually have this connection to where mm-hmm. they can complete the deep pass, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen this game. Uh, so I think he just had another bad game. Yeah. I think the offense in general had a had another bad game, and I also think that we were pressing because, like I said. I don't know if it's lacking confidence in our defense mm. or the fact that you was like, hey, man, they didn't stop them so many times. Eventually, they're going to give up something that's going to uh, put this game away. So mm-hmm. we have to try to figure out a way to get get some chunk yards. Um, so I, I do think he was pressing a little bit. But it's hard for you to be able to really operate at your maximum potential when your offensive line is not giving not you the time that you usually have. Mm-hmm. Dak is usually in a clean pocket. He's usually able to get through some reads. Mm-hmm. And oh, also, he usually has his top three receivers, all right? At least two of them. At least two of them. At least two of them. So he at least has two of them. He didn't have that yesterday. And I think moving forward, if we don't find a way to help him out by establishing the run game and mm-hmm. opening up the uh, the boot uh, passes and the waggles and, and and getting some manufactured deep uh, deep shots mm-hmm. instead of just hey man we're gonna shotgun it see if they can win outside one on one and just let it roll then I think we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna struggle yeah um, I'm, I'm, I'm so, so yeah so we just, we just need to figure out a way to help him out we know the offensive line is lacking a little bit we may be without uh, C D Lamb and we already uh, without Amari Cooper so we're gonna have to find a way to, to make that run game uh, work for yeah us. we definitely gonna have to we're gonna get have to get back to that to that balanced approach where you know Zeke and Pollard get their carries Dak throws the ball maybe 20 to 25 times around that realm if we get to that I think that's when we're at our best but in this game I was I was a little bit surprised at his performance out there and, and it started early it started early when he, he had Gallup and like you just said him and Gallup on the deep ball they're usually on that same wavelength so I don't know if it's you know because Gallup missed so much time but he had the guy beat, and they were playing some form of cover two, or it was just an amazing break by the safety out of the middle of the field. But he usually hits that. He usually hits that gallop in stride. He's going to make a play. He might even score because all he had to do was beat Juan Thornhill right there. But he missed him, overshot him by a mile. I mean, the other plays out there where we're looking at. I mean, that that deep ball interception to where when they when they got the interception, they got I think it was cursed with the interception, yes. or maybe it was a forced fumble by Parsons. But we got it in Kansas City's territory. We was right there. We should have had at the very least walked out of there with three points going into halftime. But you know, one on one coverage, and we and that, I don't blame him for the decision to go to C.D. Lamb. But to me, it was the ball placement. It was just too far inside. 
He gave his receiver no opportunity to at least bat the ball down or try to make a play for him. It was left inside, and, and the arm strength just wasn't there. Now, I don't know if it was, you know, maybe just fatigue or, you know, he was just had, like you just like you said, he just had an off day. I'll definitely give a little bit of blame to that offensive line for making him run around and basically run for his life that entire game. But I don't know. Do you think it was a little bit of the hype of this game getting too much for him? It's, the, it's Dak versus, you know, Patrick Mahomes, elite quarterback versus elite quarterback. Do you think that kind of got him pressing out there to try to make, you know, big plays and big throws and that kind of threw him off his game? I don't know. I mean, the hype might have gotten to him a little bit. Yeah, I think he was pressing just just because, you know, we were behind, mm-hmm. uh, offense wasn't moving, and he was looking for that that momentum change, right? Mm-hmm. That that like if if that pass is completed, the entire momentum the of the game changes. changes. So he yeah. was looking for that. Which we should be at that point establishing a some type of long drive at that point. Yes. We're in our own territory. Defense just made a big play. We should be fine. Because I think if you look at some of these deep passes, a lot of those are happening on like first down. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they're taking like, their shots. It's like, <laughs> like, it's like first down, chunk it 50 and see what we yeah, got. See what all happens, of a sudden, yeah. It's not behind the sticks, yeah. but it's behind the sticks when, when your offense is. is not playing that, when your offensive line is not playing that well. You want to get into second and six and then manageable. Third and, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to be happened? second and ten. Exactly. Second and ten, and you decide to run the ball, you get three yards in a cloud of dust. Then you sit in third and seven, and you got to put the ball in the air. And that's when Kansas City came alive defensively. When they had them in those third and sevens, third and tens, they knew they couldn't run the ball. So that's when Spagnuolo started coming up with all these different type of disguises. And Chris Jones and Frank Clark, (laughs) they started eating. Because all they had to do was like, look, they ain't going to run the ball. Let's pin our ears back and let's get after it. So, I mean, Kansas City, they they definitely had a great combination. Because sometimes when Dak was back there, he had a lot of time. But Kansas City secondary was covering deep. Or when he had a guy open, Chris Jones or Frank Clark was coming in quick. So I think their rushing cover uh, worked well together. But I'm with you a little bit on this one. Dak Prescott, to me, he – I don't want to say, he, you know, he just you know just tossed it off as he had a bad game. Because this is two out of the three. So I, I'm not worried yet. But if we go into this Raiders game without an Amari Cooper, without a CeeDee Lamb, this guy's getting paid $75 mil this year. He should be elite enough to win these type of games. This one's going to be tough coming in to the Raiders without your top dogs out there. And if he can't come through for this team and get him a victory, I can see that snowball effect happening, man. Okay, I'll, I'll say this with that. I think it just it depends on let, – let, let's say we do lose the game. Mm-hmm. It all it, To me, it depends on how you lose the game. All, all right. right, all right. I get because that. if you go out like the Packers went out yesterday, I'm not blaming that on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, <laughs> yesterday, yeah, yeah. the way that, that happened, right? Yeah, That's not nah. Aaron Rodgers having a bad game. Right? Nah. your defense didn't find a way to to, to make to the play at the up, end yeah. of the game. So I think it depends on that. I am going to chalk this up to listen. Dak human. Yeah. He's a, he's human. Yeah. For the first what five or six, the dude looked unreal. He's coming back he, from injury. Back, I mean, yeah. he looked unreal. All right, he's gonna it's 17 17 game season. He's gonna have a couple bad ones. All mm-hmm. right. I hope it's I hope it's behind us. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's behind us. But I'm not worried about Dak, man. I think the the biggest thing, the the, well, the most important thing for this Cowboys team is to get healthy. Yeah. You right <laughs> about that. We are at this at this at this point right now, we were missing our two top receivers. Mm-hmm. We're missing our top offensive linemen. And we're missing Top two uh, defensive linemen on defense. Yeah. We're, listen, Tankin, we're missing Gregory, Neville yeah. Gallimore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, we're missing a lot of pieces at this point. And then it's unfortunate that we have three games in 12 days. <laughs> the, but Man. I think once we get healthy, mm-hmm. 
if we get healthy, I think that's when you can really look at this team and say, okay, if we're not performing how we're supposed to, then then you should be worried. Yeah. Right now, when we're trying to patch, <laughs> do patchwork and find find the right uh, O line yeah. combination where you're putting new guys in, now you got still next to McGovern. Like it's right now, we're just trying to figure out a way to get through these uh, through these next two games. Mm-hmm. Not worried. I think we'll be okay. Hopefully, Kellen Moore is is thinking the same way we're thinking of. Hey, yeah. the best way to to put our imprint on this game is to run the ball down Las Vegas's throat. You have to run the ball. If you don't, you're going to find yourself in situations where you're going to be dependent on Wilson. You're going to be depend, uh, dependent <laughs> on Brown, Brown yeah. uh, to make some plays to change the game. And that's just not who we are. Exactly. That's not who we are. And look, I mean, I, I'm with you on this one. I mean, because we're not going to lose this division. I mean, I, I know the Eagles, they've won two straight. I think Washington's won two straight as well. Um, but they're not going to catch us. I'm man. not going to tell you. Listen, I'm not Bagel. with you on that. You, th- you, th- you, th- you think it's a wrap? I, I, think the thing that, I think the thing that stands in our way of winning this division is yeah. health. I think oh. if we don't find a way to get healthy. We see this Tyron Smith thing happen, okay? We, when we played the Eagles last time, what was Hargrave? Yeah, he was right falling up the, right, right up the middle. middle right okay? up the middle. Okay. And, and whatever we say about what the Washington football team defense, they hadn't played well. That's the same way we thought about Kansas City. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, these teams in our division are picking up some dubs. We got yeah. New York Giants playing tonight. Yeah. All right. True. The that's teams true. are starting okay. to play better. So this is not a good time for us to say, hey, man, we could just toss out two or three games because we don't want it to be that interesting at the end. Who we are fighting against is the Arizona Cardinals and the Green, Green Bay. Bay Packers to try to lock up the number one seed. Mm-hmm. If we do not find a way, to stay healthy, which is a lot, is out of our control. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's the one thing that can stop us from winning this division. All right, you heard it here first, man. Let's take our second break. It's one hundred and two here. Uh, you're on a Players Lounge. We're at the SWBC Studios. It's the Players Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. When we get back, we're going to talk about this defense. I mean, them boys was balling out there, especially. Number 11, Micah Parsons. So when we get back, going to break down his defense a little bit. But like I said, it's FWBC Studios. This is the Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. <laughs> and if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. To get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. 
So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back to the Players' Lounge. Uh-oh, registration for holiday youth camps is now open. Don't miss the Dallas Cowboys Football Academy and Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders Dance Academy camps on December 21st here at the Star and on December 22nd at AT&T Stadium. Space is limited. I'm telling you now, they're almost sold out. So make sure you go register today at mm. www.dallascowboys.com slash academy. Come see your boy. Come see him. Come see your boy. Where your team get team uh, Danny gear, yeah, all right. Make sure you get that. Right, I, I got the black sweaties. Got I the mean, sweaty, the black, the black, black I hoodies. seen them with the, the black, orange right now. Yes, I've yes, seen yes. them. The black hoodies are back, mm. limited. All right, if you don't get yours, they will not be reordered. So, so like hotcakes, shop Team Danny merch, merch.com, or check the link in my bio on Instagram at Danny McCray40. Get yours, wear it to the camp, and I show you some extra love. There you go. You heard it here from the ultimate survivor. I got my black, you my do. black hoodie. I got mine stylish. It works great. You know, in the, you know, winters in Texas don't get too too crazy cold, so you know you don't gotta wear those thick Mm-mm. crazy hoodies. Get you some of that Team Danny merch hoodie. It's black. It's breathable. You could work out in that <laughs> mug. I'm telling you, you gotta get one. It's probably the best hoodie you gonna have. It's worth the money. Go ahead and get you some of that supple, Team Danny. It's supple, supple leather. That's supple leather. I'm telling you, it's very breathable. I'm telling you. All right, let's get back. <laughs> let's get back to this Cowboys uh Kansas City matchup they that, that they just had on Sunday. And look, we we broke down our offense, you know, we, we took the medicine, you know, the offensive line played terrible. Dak was a little rusty out there, receivers dropping passes left and right. And you can't do that in that type of game. It's too big of a moment. For you to go out there, we can't beat ourselves. We got to go out there and make the plays that we know these guys can make. But let's put the offense over there somewhere in the corner, and let's go ahead and give this defense some flowers. I mean, look, this this team, this defense, who I thought for sure was going to struggle without their two top dogs. You ain't have Randy Gregory. You didn't have Demarcus Lawrence out there. No Neville Gallimore. They had to find guys to go out there and make the pass rush, and that is exactly what they did. Parsons coming off the edge. Basham went out there and got him a fumble recovery, was playing well. Dorrance Armstrong, who quietly has been playing well these past couple weeks, getting pressure up the middle, off the edge. He's like a Swiss Army knife out there. Man, I just can't say enough about this defense. They're finding ways to take the football away and get it back to their offense and letting them do what they do best and score points, unfortunately, they weren't able to do that in Kansas City because they got the ball back for our offense twice in Kansas City territory, and all we were able to do was muster up three points. But, Danny, what are your thoughts on this Dan Quinn defense? I'm going to give it to you because you've been calling it since March. We need to get this dude. He can make this defense do a 180. What are your thoughts on the game for Kansas City? Listen, I, listen. W- whatever happens, I know all the players are going to say, listen, their their defense played better than ours because mm-hmm. if we would have held them to eight points, I mean, yeah, then you won. know we would have yeah. won the game. But but the reality of the situation is the defense played outstanding. Outstanding. They played outstanding. Like we like we mentioned, there was a point in the game where they got five straight stops, mm. and our and the Cowboys' Huge offense was stops. like going three and out. They might get six plays, and the defense is right back there on the field. Five stops. Mm. You get two turnovers. They did right. 
pick on Kelsey uh, from uh, well, ball was ball was being thrown to Kelsey. Mm-hmm. He he bobbles it a little bit. Tips and overthrows. <laughs> got to get. get those. Yep. Michael Parsons comes in, man child comes mm-hmm. in yeah, there, yeah. And, and, and the speed is unreal. I, there's no way in the world. Pat, Patrick Mahomes like, ain't no way this dude catching me. Nah, he, was, he didn't even look back. He's like, he ain't about to get yeah. me. Let me go. Man. And before you know it, sack, force, mm. fumble on third down. Cowboys held Kansas City four of twelve. Man. We have been top of the league in, in third down percentage. Well, last week was what? One of, one of 11 <laughs> for Atlanta? For the entire mm. year, we mm. have been top of the league. Last week, we were a top 15 defense. Okay. All right? If you look, if this, I believe this firmly. If our offense comes to play how they can, how they know they can, right? Mm-hmm. And we're playing from even or ahead, and we're forcing Kansas City to have to make some plays in yep. order to win that game. Yep. I think the defense comes out and they put their foot on the neck of these guys. Okay. And they make a statement and say, hey, we, we're here. They, yeah. We held them dudes to 19 points in Kansas City, in, in Kansas Arrowhead. City. And, and and you could tell that the, the Kansas City offense had no idea what to do with Parsons. They had no idea what to do with our with our DBs. Mm-hmm. I will say the one weak point, which is is continuing to show up for our defenses, the runs to the edge, specifically yeah. this yeah, game, the left the edge. edge. Yeah. It was and it's just a, a simple thing that can be taught of. Hey, don't peek inside, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're peeking inside too early to try to make a play. Wait, hero <laughs> right? ball, you're playing hero, hero ball, ball and yeah. then you keep seeing guys score uh, score uh, around the left edge. But I think. Overall, our entire defense played great. Two yeah. more turnovers for us. Two. We held them, held them down on third down. We got stops when we, when we needed to. We just could not find a way to put it together with our offense. But I'm going to give DQ another shout-out, his yeah. whole coaching staff and the players on, for believing the, in the process. Let me get the hat yes. back. Let me get the hat back. Yes, yes. believing yes. in the process. <laughs> and like I said, they are continuing. Because yeah. you know Patrick Mahomes last week had 450 yards. He did. Five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. Everybody five thought touchdowns. he was, he was <laughs> on his way. He's back. Yes. He's back. And he ran into the Cowboys defense who has continued to get better and better each week. And if they continue to play that way and they continue to get healthy, watch out for this defense. This is something that you can lean on going into a playoff run and say, hey, we don't care what offense we're playing against. We know mm. that our defense will come up. And they, even if they give up points, they're going to get some turnovers. Yep. <laughs> they're going to stop you on third down. Mm-hmm. And they're going to make big plays when they need to to help our offense get back in the game. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you a guy that if he continues to play the way he's playing – this guy, I mean, the sky's the limit. And you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about <laughs> Micah Parsons. So we going let's narrow this thing down. Yes, the defense played amazing as a whole entire group. The communication was great out there. The secondary put a top on everything. You didn't see Tyreek Hill busting up the, the seams for 75 yards or catching a bomb and, you know, getting all these big plays. The defense did a great job out there of limiting those big plays to Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Yes, they're going to get theirs a little bit here. They're, 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 I mean, they get paid, too. They're two, two of the best offensive players um, in the National Football League. So, yeah, they're going to get theirs here and there. But overall, I think they did a great job of communicating and settling down and making sure they didn't give up the big play. But back to Micah Parsons. This guy, I, I said I haven't seen the biggest, bigger <laughs> impact since Dez Bryant. But I'm, when I'm telling this guy, he didn't even play football last year. He, he opted out of Penn State. He came in here, and he's making a, such a huge impact on both the linebacker, the second level, and I would even argue that he's making a bigger impact on the defensive line. I mean, this guy, I thought for sure 
Okay, he'll come in for little packages here and there. He's not big enough to go there and be defensive end the whole time. He's going to you know, get worn down. But the guy has been out there, and he's just too quick for these people out there. You see the quick twitch, the motion. We talked about it earlier when the guy was able to bend the corner and chase down Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes isn't the fastest, but he can run a little yes, bit. He'll run away from him. Yeah, he'll run away. We've seen it happen before. But this guy tracked him down, and not only did he track him down, you could just tell how much of a playmaker this guy is. And I credit D-Ware a little bit because he was working with D-Ware yes. in the offseason. He's seen the hard knocks. He's seen the hard knocks. The guy, he didn't go in there and just make the regular sack. He went, didn't go in there and just try to trip up the feet of Mahomes. He went in there knowingly he had the ball on his right side, and he chopped at that thing. Chopped it down, got the ball out. Huge play for the defense because they got the ball back for the, for the offense. I'm not sure if that was a takeaway they got three points or not, but this guy has been playing it lights out. I'm going to say def- defensive rookie of the year, that's a lock. I mean, I think that's a lock for him. Can you see as a player of the year, maybe? Absolutely. I mean, why why not? When you think about, like I said, I talked to Sean Lee when I saw him up here, Mm -hmm. and he said he's never seen a stack linebacker be able to do the things that Michael Parsons is doing. All right? And Sean Lee studies linebackers. Yeah, that's it. He's seen a a lot of guys. (laughs) No doubt about it. And then, like, at this point, you're like, man, when is this dude going to hit the rookie wall? That's what I'm saying. I don't see a wall coming. It seems like he comes (laughs) into each and every game with more energy. Like, like, he's a grown man, but he's like a kid out there. Like, he's he's a kid on Christmas when the 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 ball's kicked off. He's like, yay, football, yay, football. And I thought he was going to one-up it. Because you remember I said I was out there watching practice. I yeah. saw the guy on punt, on punt return. He almost, and he almost blocked the punt. <laughs> like, this dude, I forgot about that. Like, this dude, they like, you know what, part of, we need to play on special teams. Go ahead. <laughs> Go and he almost, <laughs> the kid almost blocked the punt, man. The dude, the, listen, the, the, the guy's playing great. Also, the, the, and, you know, to accompany him, the rest of the guys are, yeah. when they say next man up, mm-hmm. this is a next man up type of defense. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> and fortunately, the next man up at some point are going to be Tank Lawrence <laughs> and are going to be Randy, Randy Gregory. Without and a it's doubt. Gonna, imagine those two with Michael Parsons, <sighs> Dorrance Armstrong. Be, like, just, just ma- imagine those guys on that defensive line at the same time playing. When you get a total game, mm-hmm. it's just – I just got going back to our offense, man, because I just really want our defense to be top ten, and our <laughs> offense has to play. You have to, you have to at least play because the time of possession was almost even, which shows, yeah, it was, which it shows was. that we still had an opportunity mm-hmm. to get some things going. We could have ran the ball a little bit, won the time of possession, keep our mm. defense off the field, and let them make those big plays and just get get a dub. Let Zeke play it. I'm, you know, I'm gonna stay on it all week. Y'all gonna hear from me all week. I'm glad. Yeah, we, I'm glad right. we we get to get this taste out of our mouth. Yeah, real quick. Three days. Three, that's it. Three days. <laughs> yeah, three quick. days. And, and all right, we're running low on time, but I gotta get this in real quick because you know the game's coming real quick. Three games, like you said, fast turnaround. Thursday against the Raiders. But with all these injuries, I mean, it's probably a what a, you would say like a ninety percent chance Cooper doesn't play. Like a ninety. Yeah, I would say that. About a ninety percent chance Cooper doesn't play. Ty Smith, we're not sure. You know, we thought he might be able to play this game. You know, it didn't happen. I don't know about Burn Spurs or Bone Spurs. I'm not a trainer or anything like that. I'm sure Britt Brown, Jim Mauer, and those guys are going to get him right. But if he doesn't play either, are you worried about this Raiders game and taking an L and what could it, and what it can do to the season? Yeah, I mean, you 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 would be dumb not to not to be worried about this game. Yeah. One because the health of our players. Two is because. Two out of the last three, we have not looked like the Cowboys of the beginning of the season. Nah. So we need to find a way to consistently get this thing back rolling. I'll tell you this, man. If Tyron Smith comes back, who's playing right tackle? Because, like, yeah. he don't struggle too. So it's like, who? 
Think, I want you to think about it. We're talking yeah. about it tomorrow. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's not as clear as as, as, as everybody thinks it should be. They yeah. can say whoever is better than whatever, turn the film on, hmm. look at how uh, Terrence still played when he was at right tackle, and look at how my man LC is playing right now. We're struggling overall, but I have a picture in my mind of Terrence still playing really damn good at yeah, the right did. tackle. He did, five games straight. All right. It was great. Another great day. Another, you know, it's a beautiful day in the Metroplex. So it's another great day on the, here on the Players Lounge. They got me shots coming up next. I'm, I'm with you on the Raiders game, though, because they got some pass rushers. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, Crosby on the side. I mean, they're going to definitely test whoever those tackles are on the outside. But our time has come to an end. We're here at the SWBC Studios, brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm just your average box safety, Barry Church, joined by the ultimate survivor, Danny McCray. Don't forget to get your team Danny merch. Oh, I got, oh, merch, merch, merch order. Merch order, you got one on there. They didn't forget. They did not forget. All right, get ready for mixed shots here coming up. Like I said, we're brought to you by Hotels.com. We will see you tomorrow. Hopefully our uh, our esteemed Emmy-winning host, Nui Scruggs, is back. But we set the bar high. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 1230. Have a good one. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!